On this week's episode of Isolated But Not Alone, we're going to begin the discussion on the foundation of the family, which is marriage. Marriage, the foundation of family life. And Virginia Satir has a really good quote that the book that we've been going through actually discusses, and it refers to marriage partners as the architects of the family. So we're going to dive into this today, so stay tuned. Hi, this is James Raines, and you're listening to Isolated But Not Alone, a podcast that seeks to bring mental health awareness to rural and isolated communities. I just wanted to take this time to let you know that this and other content produced by James Raines is not therapy and is not intended to be therapy or to replace therapy. Nothing in this podcast indicates or creates a therapeutic relationship. Please consult with your therapist or seek one in your area if you are experiencing any type of mental health symptoms. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as specific life advice, and it is simply for the purpose of education. Welcome back to Isolated But Not Alone. On this series, we've been going through the book, The Family, A Christian Perspective on the Contemporary Home by Balswick, Balswick, and Frederick, which is an excellent book that gives you a holistic picture of the family. And so today we're going to introduce the next part of which we're going to talk about from the book, which is marriage. And so today in Minnesota, it's a balmy 90 plus something degrees, but it's been nice up until that point. I think last week we were in the 70s and 50s in the morning, and it was quite nice. Lovely Minnesota summer with the coolness. But unfortunately, that time has come to a close, and now it's extremely um, (laughs) sweat-inducing, to say the the very least. And I really can't complain because, unfortunately, most of the country is experiencing these hot temperatures, and we've just been kind of lucky. And recently, I traveled via a camper van to Alaska. In fact, it took 18 days, and for... All but four of those days, we were in the camper van with a six-year-old and a four-year-old. And so you can imagine the mental health drain (laughs) that that experience was. Even though I love long road trips, this is the first time I've ever traversed such a long distance with with children involved. And for the most part, they did a great job. You know, we had all kinds of activities prepared, road bingo, trivia games, little prizes for the winners. We had iPad time set out for them to watch movies, which we downloaded from like Netflix and Amazon. And we did a lot of looking out the windows at all the wildlife, especially driving through Canada, because a lot of the wildfires were actually pushing the wildlife to the road. And so we got to see a lot of wildlife. And for most of that trip, especially once we hit kind of the Canadian Rockies, it was sweater weather. And when we got to Kodiak, the island which we were going to, It was actually coat weather. And so it was quite nice to get the first hot month, the first, I guess, really hot month of the summer out of the way without really being hot. So, you know, it was kind of a benefit in that regard. But now we're back to the heat. As we're talking about heat, let's talk about marriage. That was totally a play on words and it was meant to be that way. (laughs) And so marriage, the foundation of family life. And the book uses the Virginia Satir quote that discusses how marital partners, the people who come together to make the family, are kind of the architects of the family. And today, as you can imagine, 
and maybe have experienced, there's this deep concern about the state of marriage. There's a deep concern about negative impacts on what the book calls marital fragility on children and society. And what's interesting is the book goes through like an entire set of studies that show the benefit of being connected in a relationship in a marital contract with each other versus like the opposite of that, which is being single. It's just interesting to see what the studies are saying about the family and about marriage in particular. And so one of the things the book talks about is that people who are married benefit from physical and mental health as composed to people who remain single. And so it is what it is. It's studies. It's information based off of studies. And so the book is going to kind of dive into that. What's also interesting about marriage is that marriage happens between two individuals that come from different families, what we call the families of origin. And then they form a new family. And so what's interesting about this is that when couples come together to form a family, they've already experienced family. They already have their own memories, their own experiences from the family in which they came from, their own rules, roles, patterns. And all of those things have a huge impact on the individual, which they bring into the marriage, whether they realize it or not. I think that's one of the biggest things that, for example, Christian married couples struggle with. A lot of Christian married couples, myself included, sometimes over-spiritualize the marriage relationship. So what I mean by that and what ends up happening is that you put this like focus that somehow you're different, that because you believe in Jesus, because you become a Christian, that you're somehow different than other people who haven't done that in the marriage relationship. But what's ironic and what's interesting is, is that both people, whether they're Christians or not, bring in the histories, all those things we discussed, patterns, roles, rules, recollections, memories, experiences into that relationship. And where the over-spiritualization comes in is oftentimes Christians like negate that and they somehow think, well, I'm a new creature, I'm a new creation. All the old things are passed away, including my past history. I'm reading a really good book right now called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And in that book, the pastor who wrote it is describing this exact concept of how he took kind of his family of origin and kind of just put it way in the background and that somehow thought in a way that he was different or, and I don't want to use the word above, but I know I've experienced that mentality about it too, is that I'm better than other people. I'm different than other people. I love God better than other people based on my behavior. So therefore, I'm not going to have similar issues or problems. And in the book, kind of what his take on it is, is that he kind of negated those things. It wasn't that they weren't there, but necessarily didn't have the power that maybe they should have. And part of his journey was experiencing his family of origin and how those patterns were showing up in his current relationship. There really, there wasn't a difference between his relationship now based on what he learned in his childhood. And I think that's really important. And the book is going to touch a lot on that. You are the product of your upbringing. Now, that doesn't mean we take on everything from our childhood. Oftentimes there come points and times in our lives where we decide we don't like this in our family of origin. We're going to do something different. But in the end, we're still a product of that. 
where we're at now in the present is still a product of how we chose to respond to those patterns. So even if we chose not to do a particular pattern, for example, me, I'm not going to drink alcohol because my dad and, you know, a generational line upwards were alcoholics. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to participate in that behavior because I don't want the pattern to show up in my life that was in his life. But I'm still a product of that. How I am today in the present as a sober individual is still a product of that, whether I acknowledged it or not. And oftentimes that's where we kind of get into trouble is when we don't acknowledge those things one way or the other. We just kind of detach our past from our present. And I'm not necessarily saying we have to dive into the deep psychoanalysis of our childhoods and blame it on our parents and do all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, there is something to be said about taking some time, some mental energy, some insight and putting it back into our past and saying, okay, how does this pattern flush out in my relationship based on what I learned in my childhood, whether through example or through family secrets or through family dynamics, family patterns, family histories. So that's kind of where we're going to start when discussing marriage and the family. And we're going to kind of move from there and talk about what it means to establish a firm marriage. We're going to talk about what it means to dive into our strengths, our strengths from our family of origin, our individual strengths, the strengths that our partner brings into the relationship, the strengths from their family of origin. We're going to kind of talk about why those things are important, why familiar support or couple support is important from places like other family members, friends, our communities, our spiritual communities. And then we're going to kind of discuss what it means to be growing in our relationship, what it means to be growing as a couple, and why growth is so important versus the opposite, which is being static, which is being stagnant. So we're going to kind of compare what dynamic growing relationships look like compared to static and stagnant relationships. And so I'm really excited to dive into this understanding of marriage from the Christian perspective. And so I hope you've enjoyed the content we've had so far. We're going to continue down developing the family from this book, from the perspective of the Christian contemporary home. So remember, you might be isolated, but you're not alone. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast enough to share it with friends and family, and reach out with any questions you might have about mental health, and we will do our best in future shows to answer those questions. And remember, it might feel like you're isolated, and maybe you are, but you're not alone.